In 2020 and beyond, the internet will only become increasingly integrated in our lives in more ways than we may even realize as of today. And it's not just our personal lives, it's our business and personal lives and everything in between. And what happens in one can significantly impact the other when it comes to online security. For that reason, it's important to place a heavy emphasis on best internet security practices for your property management team. In today's podcast, We'll cover the top 10 ways to help protect your landlord business online with advice straight from the experts on internet security. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. My name is Chris, and I want to thank you for joining us for another value-packed Tenant Cloud podcast. If you want to be a more informed, better educated, and successful landlord, then stay tuned. With over a decade of property management experience, we bring you short and sweet, bite-sized pieces of incredibly valuable property management tidbits in 15 minutes or less. As you may be well aware of, the world has become increasingly integrated into the internet and vice versa. It is almost impossible to get anything done in today's day and age without using the internet. And if you are able to do that, then kudos to you because that is a feat uh, that is not easy to achieve. Um, but if you were like the average person, then you know that the internet is deeply integrated into your life and your smartphone is consistently within arm's reach of you. And a lot of people are still using desktop laptops and now we have tablets and we have all these other devices, um, from all these companies that are just flooding our home and everything down to our light bulbs is potentially connected to the internet. And so that being said, it's increasingly become more and more important to practice uh, best internet security practices. And so we went straight to the experts for a lot of this stuff. Um, we don't sponsor, we don't have any business relationship with them, but um, we took some of the information from experts from companies like uh, McAfee Security, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, and a few others, and we kind of consolidated them into this uh, podcast and incorporated them into the property management industry for things that make the most sense for landlords and property managers. And so uh, without further ado, we're going to jump right in. We don't want to take up too much of your time. As always, we know you have a busy schedule and uh, we do want to make sure that we get straight to the point and uh, provide value up front so that you're not sitting here listening to an hour-long podcast uh, with a bunch of filler information that doesn't really do you any good. So the first thing that is may seem like the most obvious is it is important to create complex uh, passwords. Now, uh, this may seem like common sense, but uh, there are some stats out there on password usage, and they are not good. Um, a lot of people do not use complex passwords. In fact, it's not uncommon for people to still use the word password as their password. In fact, somebody listening to this right now may have an account with the password named password. So uh, I probably don't need to say this, but that is not secure. And so it's important that you use complex passwords. Now, there are password managers out there that can help you to create and store these passwords instead of you having to try to come up with them. But whatever you do and whatever option you choose, it is important that you use complex passwords. Um, a lot of uh, sites are now requiring that you use certain special characters, numbers, capital letters, um, and all kinds of variations of that. But 
At the end of the day, you just want to make sure that you're focusing on really complex passwords for your online accounts. And I do recommend that you use a password manager and also use uh, two-factor authentication because two-factor or multi-factor authentication requires that you have to go through multiple steps in order to be able to get access to an account. Uh, pretty much all of my accounts everywhere, business and personal, are 2FA or more. And it's extremely important that you make sure that especially your most sensitive accounts are certainly protected in that fashion. The second one is you want to make sure that you boost your network security. Um, once your logins are more complex and you have those passwords that are nice and tight, then you want to make sure that your connections are also secure. You want to make sure that you're using a password protected router that encrypts your data. And when you're on the road, you may be tempted to use free public Wi-Fi, but that's not typically recommended because most public Wi-Fi is not secured. And uh, if you are using it, then you should use a VPN, which is a virtual private network. So again, number one recommendation is do not use public uh, or free public Wi-Fi. And second of all, if you are going to use the free public Wi-Fi, then make sure that you're using a, a VPN or a virtual private network. A lot of them you're required to pay to use them. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're much more secure than just connecting straight to uh, the public Wi-Fi. So uh, the VPN helps you create a little bit more secure connection, even though, again, it's not recommended that you connect to a free public Wi-Fi at all if you are on a device that is otherwise connected to sensitive accounts. Uh, or cards or other financial information. Number three is use a firewall. Even if your network is secure and you are connected on a uh, network that is nice and tight and secure, you still need to use a firewall. Uh, this is just an electronic barrier and it, it blocks unauthorized access to your computers and devices. And it's typically included in a lot of uh, devices when you buy them these days for like the first year or two. Uh, so you may want to check on that to make sure that if that's expired, that you do have an active firewall on your device. Now, these can typically be found on any device, whether that's a tablet, a phone, a computer, a laptop, etc. Uh, so you want to make sure that you are uh, connected through one of those. If not, uh, definitely want to get that activation uh, done for your devices. The fourth tip for internet security. And this is gonna be a list of a top 10 list with a few bonus points at the end, um, more specific to property management, but just make sure that you are clicking smart. What does that mean? Even though you have all these security measures in place, you have a nice password, you've got a secure network, you're using a VPN, you're behind a firewall, all that good stuff. The problem is, is a lot of um, scams today involve links. And if you click on a link, then that can cause all kinds of problems. And they've gotten really good at these emails these days. It could look like an email that is directly from whatever company you conduct business with, or you've received a thousand emails from them. But it's almost impossible nowadays with some of these scam emails to identify that it is a scam email. And... So I've just kind of made it a practice not to click on any links in any email ever, uh, especially if you don't know the person or the company. But even with those ones, I still, um, I really don't click on links in emails if I can avoid it. Now, sometimes you can't because you, there's a link that you sign up for an account and it sends you an activation link and all that good stuff. Tenant Cloud even incorporates some of that in, but typically that's happening in the moment. You sign up for an account, they send you a confirmation email right away and it says, click this link to blah, blah, blah. But in general, you want to make sure that when you are um, receiving emails with links in them, if you can just go straight to the website for that company, 
that is the best way to do it. Don't click the link. Just go straight to it. Usually it's just a login link. Uh, it's going to redirect you to their website. Just go straight to the website and click login directly from the website. That's the best practice that you could possibly have uh, when it comes to needing to access something in relationship to an email that you received. Uh, and when all else fails, also do not call the phone number that is in that email either. Not It's not just links anymore. It is also phone numbers. They have set up scam phone numbers so that when you call the phone number, it goes to a answering service of some type and the scammer is on the other end and they answer it just like as if you were calling that company and you might not know the difference. And they'll go through the same process. They'll ask you to do what's your name, what's your email, what's your address, please confirm your phone number or your social security, your date of birth, so on and so forth. It's almost impossible to tell sometimes that it's a scam. So that's the second thing. In an email, do not call the phone number listed in the email unless you know for sure that that phone number is the phone number on that company's website. That's their support number. And also if there's a clickable number, because a lot of um, emails now, you can click it, especially if you're on a smartphone device, and it'll auto dial that number if you just click the phone number. Don't do that. Just go, just dial straight from your phone, go to the company's website, click the phone number from there. You can do the same thing. Again, I don't recommend clicking any links, even phone numbers inside of emails. And so you may say that's a little bit crazy, a little bit uh, too strict of a policy, but... Again, we're talking about links and we're talking about internet security. And again, I don't click on anything in emails anymore. The next thing is be a selective sharer. Uh, this goes back to when, like I was just saying, if you were to call a company and provide your personal information, you need to be cautious about what it is you're sharing with who you're sharing it with. Because whether it's a phone call you receive from a company that sounds legitimate or it's a phone number in an email that you click on to call back, you wanna go straight to the source whenever possible to make sure that you're actually speaking with the people that you need to be speaking with and not some person just trying to get your information to basically steal your entire personal and financial and business life. So uh, it's very important that you be a selective sharer, especially in this day and age. Number six is protect your mobile life. Now, just like with uh, laptops, desktops, tablets, all that stuff, you need to be careful with your mobile devices. Uh, this again goes not just to emails, but now also to text. Because through Facebook, Messenger, through texts, you can get links that way now. You can also get apps. And if you're downloading apps that you're not familiar with, those can have all kinds of stuff in them that is bad for you that will track your usage and steal data from other apps that you're using on your device, as well as any key inputs, keystrokes that you put into your device, and they steal passwords that way as well. So uh, even though the application might be in the uh, mobile store, the smartphone store, whatever company you use, even though it's in there does not mean that it is free of bugs and malware and so on and so forth. So you want to make sure that you're only using applications that you know, trust, and are familiar with in order to protect the integrity of your device. When in doubt, do not download the app. Number seven, practice safe surfing and shopping. Again, this is important because our mobile devices, there's apps for everything now, including Tenant Cloud has an app. And so if you have Tenant Cloud, a Tenant Cloud app and you're using your mobile device, your smartphone that you also use for your Tenant Cloud app or for other apps, and you are surfing or you're shopping or you're going to sites and so on and so forth, you wanna make sure that it's got HT 
TPS on it, S, instead of just HTTP, because that typically indicates that the website is secure and uses encryption to scramble the data so it can't be intercepted. And you also wanna make sure that you're on the lookout for websites that have misspellings or bad grammar in their address. They could be copycats. They could also be illegitimate sites. And so you wanna make sure that you, I even recommend that you use something like a website ranking tool that helps to uh, quickly identify whether or not the website is a legit website. And there's um, apps and things that you can download both on smartphones and on laptops and whatnot. And basically it's just a little thing, a little window on my computer up in the top right that just says, has it's color coded, it's green, yellow, orange, red. And if it turns red, that means that the site may be a copycat or a malicious website or it's been hacked or whatever. If it's green and it's got a hundred out of a hundred score, then usually that means it's the legit site. It's the site I'm intending to go to. I didn't put a typo in or I didn't get redirected to some crazy nonsense uh, that's going to steal all the data from my system, etc. So uh, I do recommend that you use something like that on your devices that helps rank the website while you're surfing so that you know that you're on a legit uh, website. Number eight, uh, keep all of your software updated so that you have the latest security patches. It is important on any device that you use that you are using the latest software because a lot of these updates typically include some type of security updates to the system that are uh, include the latest patches for securing any of the latest bugs or malicious uh, content, etc. that is out there that could uh, get through uh, the loopholes in whatever system you're on. So it is important that you keep your software system up to date, keep your apps up to date, and keep your security software up to date. So basically, again, keep up to date. Uh, number nine is keep a lookout for the latest scams. It is important that you stay up to date on um, the type of stuff that is out there. And because they are getting more and more creative as time goes on, it is unbelievable how creative... Uh, scammers can get. I always say if they put that much time and effort into uh, legitimate things and legitimate ideas and legitimate businesses, I think that the world would be a very different place. But unfortunately, they put that same effort and brain power towards malicious and uh, malicious intent and do they continuously innovate and come up with new ways to steal. And so it's important that you you stay up to date on what's going on out there and the different ways that they're able to acquire data. I'm never surprised by the number of ways that they continuously innovate and change the way that they try to scam people out of money. It's unreal. And so it's important that you stay on top of that. Number 10, last piece of advice is just keep your guard up and just make sure that you're always uh, prepared for um, things that you may not have seen before and be careful about which sites you visit. Be careful about the posts that you see on social media that you click on or that you share with other people. Uh, make sure that you're backing up your uh, information online. Make sure that you don't, uh, don't associate or don't um, connect with anything that you're unfamiliar with. That includes emails, texts, messages, social media, apps that you aren't familiar with, pretty much a recap of everything we just went over. Just make sure you keep your guard up and you'll save yourself a lot of trouble down the road. 
Um, the last few things is um, you want to make sure that you're keeping an eye out for specific things in emails. And especially as a landlord or a property manager, you get emails all day long from people you don't know, don't recognize, you've never met because a lot of times you might think that it is an email from somebody sending you an inquiry or uh, wanting to tour your property or Maybe it's a tenant uh, or someone who knows a tenant and so on and so forth. And so you want to make sure that you are looking out for things in, in that context that don't really line up. They don't really make a lot of sense. And so uh, that's more difficult uh, and easier said than done, but it is important. And I had these come through when I was managing a uh, over 500 units and at once and there were a lot of people that i didn't i didn't know everybody's name because it's impossible to know 500 people's or more uh all of their names and so it's important that you just keep an eye out for that stuff especially as a property manager or landlord because you're receiving so many emails from a lot of people you don't know or you've never received an email from them before and so using and implementing these uh, security practices no matter who the email is from is extremely important for your property management business. And so definitely want you to stay as secure as possible out there. As far as Tenant Cloud goes, uh, Tenant Cloud does use a 256-bit encryption uh, through SSL, so it is secure. And the information is treated in the strictest confidence, and it's stored in highly secure uh, Amazon Web Service data centers. So, and it is backed up through the Amazon Web Services. However, I always do recommend that you routinely, once a month, once a quarter, once a year, whatever it may be, uh, export your data out of Tenant Cloud. You can do that by going to your settings in Tenant Cloud and click the export data button. And you can export all of your data out of your Tenant Cloud account at any time. And you can store that information outside of Tenant Cloud. Although it is backed up, it is in Amazon Web Services. But just in case, um, it's always nice to have that copy also on um, either a cloud somewhere else or as an Excel file or whatever. And so uh, you do have that option on Tenant Cloud. As always, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this Tenant Cloud podcast. We hope that you have found value in the time that you have spent listening to it. And if so, feel free to share this episode with any friends, colleagues, or family members who you believe may benefit from the information that we've discussed and to help keep others safe in their business as well. It's not just applicable to property management or landlording. It's applicable to all areas of life. And so if you found value and you believe others would also feel free to share it or uh, give us a review on one of the podcast uh, websites, whether that's Stitcher or Spotify or Google or Apple Podcasts, etc. We'd love to receive your feedback. You can also read our blogs at tenantcloud.com forward slash blog, or you can listen to our podcast, like I said, on any podcast platform such as Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, on our Tenant Cloud YouTube channel where you also find full system demos, webinars, and other media content. Again, thank you for listening, and we will look forward to talking with you next time.